last time y'all left off, you did a bunch of vignettes. You also ended off with the inkling that, you know, maybe there are some more people going missing than there should be. And then you found, well, you heard about someone being in an alley with some drugs that you picked up, some purple dust with some like spirally patterns in it when it reflects the light. Um, But you didn't find the person that was supposedly there like 10 seconds before you got there. But we called the Mounties. Apparently that's what you call your, your emergency services? Well, I mean, the cops are Mounties. Okay, interesting. The the RCMP encompasses like what the fuck is the RCMP? Major law and Enfo- Royal Canadian Mounted Police. It encompasses <laughs> law enforcement across like all the major cities. Okay, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police is a very very <laughs> old institution in Canada that used to ride horses. Hence the mounted part. Hence the Mounties. Uh. They just kind of continued to be there. Like, I'm sorry, how is Canada real? What the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we're just kind of your bastard younger sibling, America. You just kind of have to deal with that. You know how America had like had like a Wild West period? Canada didn't because we had a federal police force that like moved around on horseback and kept the law. And for no apparent reason, they're, they all still train in Regina, Saskatchewan. And I, I don't know why. All of them? They all have to go there. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's where the, There's like... A base. You have... We toured it in high school. You have so much more, like, regulations on your police than us, because... in Well, that's the federal police, to be fair. There are local non-RCMP yeah. police officers. Oh, so is the RCMP, like, the FBI? Uh, not the FBI. More like federal police agents. But there's more of them. It's a, it's a bit of a different system. It's kind of like, I guess, state troopers. Maybe. I don't Something, think there's a I good equivalent. I think there it's, isn't a, it's really, kind of different. Yeah. <laughs> there's no FBI equivalent? Oh, I mean, we have agency. I think the RCMP mostly handles those kinds of things. We have like a spy agency, but I don't know what it's called. Who are the who are Canadians spying on? What do you have to hide, Canada? Canadians are a deceptive people. They're very good at hiding things. I think it's just the Canadian Intelligence Agency. Oh yeah, it is. It's CIS. There was one lady in Regina who Canadian Intelligence Service. That's... Only one lady in Regina who protested every day outside of the same building against the Canadian Intelligence Service, and nobody knew why. Like she didn't explain why, like what her issue was with them, like. And I'm sure there's legitimate reasons, but she was just there every day. Anyways, mysterious women from Regina aside, let's get focused. I'm sorry about bringing up mountains. <laughs> no, this was a w- worthwhile diatribe, in my opinion. Okay. Okay, so basically we left off with y'all in this situation. You had called the Mounties or whatever the fuck. And you um, basically... Last thing that we had was Colin saying that the administrator probably would want to see this. So where do you want to, what do you want to do? Take the subway over to the Casaloma and try to figure out what's up with this purple dust. Or at least that's what Nav would suggest. Not in that folksy a term. 
Okay, so you head on. Oh, but first Nav drags everybody over to the nearest subway station to get them properly set up with their, like, transit passes so that we don't have to have any problems with this later. Uh, yes, we're no longer walking everywhere. Uh, my, my guess is that Pete probably had a transit pass, even though last episode he was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> because we had him going in to, uh, like, a transit station uh, to get to work at one point, like in the episode one. <laughs> I mean, he, he could have just paid for that with cash. You can do that. Mm. It's it's inefficient because it costs more, but you can do it. I also can't remember. We, we retconned him to also be a local, didn't we? Local-ish, I think, because uh, he's been here. He, like I think what at least my concept because originally you had your parents being down in like Georgia or something, which I did not realize. I had conceptualized them as Canadian, right? My thoughts on it are like your parents are from the area, but they're not from Toronto. They like live maybe like a few hours away or something. And that's where you grew up. And like maybe a sibling lived in Toronto for a bit. And that's how the want- the missing person poster got there. <laughs> you you crashed on your cousin's couch for a while and did not inform them when you went home. And so they just assumed that you went missing and reported you to the police. Again. <laughs> because you're just a terrible cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if I... I think the main reason a lot of this happens is that it, if Pete goes missing is... There's found like, okay, Pete's gone missing again. It was, like, scary the first, like, dozen times, but <laughs> at this point, it's like he turns up. I'm so concerned about this poor boy. He's, he's like an outdoor farm dog who just, like, disappears <laughs> for a few days, and then he'll come back. It's like, don't worry, he always kind of wanders back home eventually. Oh, yeah. People go missing, they turn up. <laughs> he knows the way. He'll be back. We had that with a pig on our farm once. <laughs> wow. He wasn't ours, to be clear. He just showed up one it day. It wasn't our pig. We called him Piggly. <laughs> Piggly? We were children. Okay. <laughs> no, I love that. That is an incredible name for a pig. No need to explain. I don't actually know whose pig he was. I'm sure my dad knows. Uh, anyways, I keep distracting us with folksy, folksy knowledge. Anecdotes. Goddamn me and my folksy anecdotes. <laughs> All right, we're at the goddamn Casaloma. All right, you make it back. The four of you walk into Theo's office. You had, a, you had to wait a little bit. His personal assistant kind of kept you out for a little bit because he was making some calls, etc. He's a busy man. But you head on in, and he takes the four of you in, and he looks you over and says... Hello, agents. What do you need? Administrator Theo, while we were out examining the local area, we have discovered a few things that we believe you would like to come to your attention. There's some shit going on, Theo. I might have put it a little bit more uh, eloquently than that, but uh, yeah, there's uh, some concerning disappearances around town that we figured are... A little too strange to be just completely random. They seemed a bit more up our alley. It does seem like a lot of people are going missing. I hadn't heard about any serial killers lately. It's a statistically unusual number of missing people, even for a metropolitan of this size. And in addition to that, we found this. And I will produce the substance and uh, give it to him. Uh, he is kind of 
taken aback just because everyone's throwing a lot of things at him all at once. <laughs> We're a terrible team to work with because we all just take turns yelling things. <laughs> We're the, we are the worst. You put the dust on the table and he leans over and looks at it. And he visibly slumps. Uh, oh no, the substance has injured Administrator Theo. We must remove it immediately. No, no, no. The, I am fine. You've done well to keep it in in this plastic. It only causes its effects if inhaled. I'm aware of what this is, and these disappearances are very troubling in conjunction with this. I, I, what I'm surprised by is why I wasn't aware of this myself. You have been quite busy uh, setting up the Casaloma facility here. I can't blame you for having some things get past your impeccable radar. Yes, but... <sighs> Alright, agents. I've seen this before, a few years ago, uh, back in Seattle. <sighs> this is a substance... Unless something has changed dramatically, it is very easily identified. This is a substance, a drug specifically, that has been referred to as spiral dust. It is primarily a hallucinogenic, but in high quantities, it has the capability of forcibly translating someone to another recursion. Now, back in Seattle, the supplier that and the dealers, like we we got that sorted out, we rounded them up, we shut down at least the primary supplier of those dealers. And I had hoped that we had stopped the recipe from getting out, but I suppose there's once a concept is ma is thought up, you can't really put an end to it. Did you check that nobody had posted it online? That is possible, but the fact that I have not heard of about it, I, I granted our feelers in the city are not what I want them to be, not the, what they are in Seattle or in other areas, as evidenced by uh, last week, Colin responded to a a call about aliens in downtown Toronto, which turned out to be messaging for a for a movie, and it's somewhat embarrassing that such things are getting past us, but this is there's very distinctive features to someone using dust. And the most obvious is their hands turn purple, at least for a time while they're using it. Are we talking lilac or violet or more of an indigo shade? Uh, definitely more on the violet's end of the spectrum, though it can it varies a bit depending on how heavily it's used. But I haven't. Nav takes out a notebook and a small pack of pencil crayons and like draws a hand in the appropriate shade. <laughs> Colin, is this anything you would be familiar with? I have an understanding that you have engaged with illicit substances in the past. <laughs> well, nothing like this. Oh, nothing like this, huh? Huh? D no. Okay, come on. You can't say you can't have something like that drop and then not talk about it. Come on. 
Perhaps now is not the time. Look, I am a professional. I am an agent of the estate. I am not going to take this slander from you. Hey, I ain't said shit. I'm not going to take this implied slander from you. I shall refrain from breaking up your file. Oh, <laughs> instantly just goes fucking deep red and just remembering Theo's there. <laughs> Administrator Theo, how would you like us to proceed with this? Well, there are a number of disappearances that apparently have been unexplained. <sighs> this... Uh, this must take priority, at least for you. You've stumbled across a case. Um, I had uh, some things coming down the pipeline that I could assign to you, but for now, this is falling into your lap. So, uh, if you wait a couple hours, I could get in contact with the local police force and um, ask for at least some information regarding know about the missing people uh i i would recommend looking into their families talking to people seeing where they last were try and retrace their steps you may find something that the mounties didn't catch so is this my job too then yes uh so pete i've been meaning to talk with you and this seems like a a good time. Do you mind if your fellow agents are standing here as I quickly review your progress with training? Sure. I think I've been doing all right. And besides, they've seen me at much more embarrassing points than what I hope this turns out to be, so it should be all right. Yes, we saw him turned into a goo once. I did become goo, yes. That's not wasn't my, me and my most fashionable, I'll admit. And I don't think we particularly saw the majority of the goo stage of that, but yeah. The the sentiment. So, what were you saying? I have been very impressed with your progress, to be honest. You've learned, you've been passing test after test. You seem to memorize quite quickly. And there's some lag in some of your more physical capabilities, that is to be expected. We are, we are not typically generalists here at the estate. We are somewhat specialists, and you are new to the estate. And, and normally, I wouldn't necessarily rush your you into a new mission. But given that it is the four of you, and you have proved yourself in the past once before with the ne with the opening of the nexus and have been doing well i think that at least that searching for some missing folk might be a great way to ease you into things here so consider yourself a f full part of the team huh. wow. thought that would take a little longer but i am not complaining. Uh, thank you very much for the honor, boss. And it'll be good to look good to work with you guys again. And he, Pete, outstretches a hand. And I'm, I'm not sure to anyone in general. <laughs> I think he just points it in the general direction of the group. <laughs> and wait. Colin grabs it and uh, says, "Your first real mission, Pete." 
Now, congratulations. I, I do want to clarify, you are still going to be f- finishing your training. There, there is more training to go, but I see no reason for it to not happen alongside this. And we can reschedule anything that may conflict with this investigation. All right, yeah, that makes sense. I was wondering what if, what if I was going to be finishing some of those courses. Uh, I'll just guess this is field work. Field work's important, right? Exactly. Consider it an internship if if that is something you feel. I don't know if that's the correct way to think about it, but it's a In way. some field experience. All right. Sounds good. Let's go uh, find some purple guys. Or partially purple guys. Partially purple people. Yeah. That. Let's hope they're not purple people eaters. Is this a reference... I don't know. What if we? What if they're like friendly and we? They can be recruited. Then they'd be Pete's partially purple people eaters. Now, does a purple people eater eat purple people, or is a purple people eater a purple eater that eats people? No, I think that's a relevant question. But at the same time, I think it'll be pretty easy to answer once we just see them. So then it would be a partial purple potential people eater. Pete's partial purple people. Potentially purple people eater, or potentially uh, eater of purple people. Can y'all people. do this outside of my office? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Immediately just, like, veered straight out. This was a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker outside the office just, God fucking damn it, why does this always happen? Administrator Theo is also just a little bit too nice for his own good, like... <laughs> He really could just get us to leave immediately, but could he just, just be like, "All right, that's it, bye." But no, goes. Could you please leave my office? After like humoring it for a good twenty seconds, <laughs> absolutely could have shut us down way faster. <laughs> Every time he's doing this, he's just waiting to see if we do something worth firing us over, and we continue to not quite go over the line. Anyway, now that we're out of Theo's office, suddenly swings an arm around uh, Pete's neck. Welcome to the team, boy. Um, it's good to be good to ha- have me. Wow, I... <laughs> sorry, I'm not usually one for teams. I don't really know what the team talk is. You did a good one, though. Ah. I'm really excited. You say shit, and people agree with you because you're a team and you go with each other's bullshit. But don't worry. That another part of the team is it doesn't matter if you're not the most physically strong or if you're not the smartest. I'm a fucking dumbass, but that's why I got you guys. And that's why you guys have me, to punch the shit that you don't feel like punching. Sounds good, and I'll float the shit that you don't feel like punching or whatever else it turns out I can do. Would you like my extensive notes on joining a team from when I initially joined the estate? I was quite confused by a number of team activities, such as these... High fives and drinks out with the boys. See, at least that's better than, like, trust falls and shit. Oh, I refuse to participate in anything that could potentially harm my human body. I value it quite highly. Okay, that's it. I am not putting this off anymore. What the fuck, Nav? (laughs) Yeah, do you have other bodies? You did specify that that was a human one. Uh, Well, we all have other bodies... In the sense that when we translate into other... Yeah, but you do specifically talk about this body as if it's not your, like, natural one. Are you from somewhere else? I don't see how this is terribly relevant to the finding of these missing peoples, which is our current prerogative. 
Yeah, but also... Fair enough. All right, team. <sighs> yeah, not our business to pry. Let's look at some posters and uh, get some addresses and get moving. Yes, go team. Let's knock on some doors, I guess. As you're doing your thing, this this whole interaction, the custodian walks down, wheeling a cart, um, as he does. Uh, he remember he's, he's this like bald man. He he sees your wave and he locks eyes with you. And as he gets close to you, he stops. And uh, if you were, I don't know if you try and keep going past, but he does specifically reach out to halt your progress pete what was his name again i think pete knew it michael o'connor yeah right hey michael yeah hi sorry should have known that immediately it's been a long couple of days uh how things been going uh, sorry i couldn't help more i really did want to continue to do well the chip and, and the stuff but i can float people with my mind now and this Place wants to be looking for purple people now, so, uh, I, good luck holding down the fort. He's just staring at you unblinkingly. He doesn't have eyebrows. He doesn't have hair. And he's also, without looking, reaching into one of the bags, or like one of the compartments on the cart. And he pulls out two things and hands them to you. One of them is a soft bristled scrub brush and the other one is a small like piece of Tupperware. And he says, please return these to me when you are done with your mission. Oh, uh, wow, thank you. This is really useful. I, you, you sure this, it's okay? This is part of your job. Right, yes, of course. Well, uh, I'll, uh, do my job then. Uh, and you do yours. You were really good at it from what little I saw. And, uh, the moment we found all the people, I'll give it back. Thank you. He walks off, pushing his cart. Just, and like, kind of just staring at you over his shoulder. Just pushing it down the hallway until he rounds a corner. And you no longer see his face because it is around the corner. All right. Inventory. I now own a small bristled. Soft bristled. It is small as well. Soft bristled brush. That is important info. And Tupperware container. Uh, Pete, well, is there anything inside the container? I was. It's empty. It's empty. I see. It's also clear. <laughs> is it stained like you cooked it with some oil in it, or is it, like, clean? It's clean. Okay. Well, Pete will open it, open the container, put his, uh, put the brush inside the container, and then put the container in the backpack. Okay, what the actual fuck? <laughs> hey, Pete, you coming? Right, yeah, of course, sorry, uh, had to catch up with my old boss, I think. Uh, say... Don't know if, like, uh, maybe if you brush the purple off of someone's hands, they, uh, lose their powers. It kind of looked like it was, this was hand, I was handed a brush with, like, a lot of purpose. Well, he seems like he knows his stuff, but I, I I'm gonna be honest. I mean, these things are useful, but 
do you know what a brush could be good for here? I have found brushes extremely useful for cleaning my small electronics. Well, uh, guess he wanted to just make sure we had no technical difficulties. Smart of him. All right, let's hit, let's go. That's, I'm sorry, that man fucking concerns me sometimes. He's creepy as all fucking get out. Ah, oh, he seems nice. He didn't blink once. I mean, maybe he could have used some eye drops, but I mean, he gave me this nice brush for free and a container to keep it in. I mean, if that's not a stand-up guy, I don't know who is. Sure, Look, I sure, don't sure. think Theo would have let him in here if he wasn't fully vetted, okay? He did let Pete in here. No offense, Pete, it's just that you seem to have a lot of mysterious circumstances in your background that may or may not be concerning. I thought that was kind of your guys' point. That is a good point. See, this is why you will make an excellent paradox. Thank you. Besides, I'm pretty sure I'm, uh, now that I can float things, I'm, uh, whatchamacallit, liability? Yeah. Uh, whatever that is, but it'll be fine. I mean, uh, I'm smart, and I'm gonna do good at this job, so it'll work out for them. That's the spirit. Uh, we are now going to go out and collect some posters. And then give some people some really disappointing phone calls when instead of giving them information about their lost loved ones, we're just gonna pester them with questions about it. <laughs> God, this is gonna be very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, Nav can do it. They don't really care. So, uh, where are we off- we're- are we going to the police? Are we going to look at try and find those missing posts and posters again? I did offer uh, this is like you can also just go out and grab posters and like track people down from those. But I uh, did offer also like Theo could get some police files for y'all like to on like loved ones and whatnot addresses of like homes and stuff. That's probably a better way to start. <laughs> We skip forward in time a little bit, and an office person, admit, analyst type person in Casaloma, ferrets you some files that were sent over. The estate luckily has, is able to pull strings in law enforcement and investigations, even though y'all don't have jurisdiction anywhere. You can get info, at least. There is a stack of files and if you want to just kind of go through i have prepared some people but i haven't prepared as many people as are missing well that would be a lot yes that would be exceedingly impressive and also very extra <laughs> exactly so um i've been thinking do we do we have a city map we could borrow i mean i've i've read a couple like m good mystery books and whenever it's there's a lot of missing persons it's like sometimes you can like pinpoint their spots and it forms like a pattern or something yeah we could get a corkboard set up and shit and have oh, a bunch yeah. of like little pins oh yeah. i've always wanted to do oh, a corkboard that would that would be really cool that, that it's like a hell aesthetic guys are we gonna build a murder wall oh my god we're gonna build a murder wall can we build a murder wall together guys murder wall murder wall murder wall <laughs> I don't think there's a better team building exercise than building a murder wall together. Can can, can Nav set up some AV equipment? AV? Audiovisual? Uh, it is 2009. Google Maps and Google Street View were invented a couple years ago. Sweet. 
So uh, Nav just wants to set an overhead projector up against one of the blank walls with like the Google map of Toronto. Hell yeah, yeah, totally. And you can do this in a non-resin facility because in the intervening time, the rest of the resin has been cleared out of this place. I assume there's like a room with a big blank white wall somewhere we can set up shop for this. Absolutely. Maybe in the two hours we, we've been gone, like, uh, Pete can go out and buy some, like, pins and string. <laughs> We're committed to the murder wall. Goes to the corner store and just, like, gets a fucking cork board and some pins and strings and just amazing. Yeah. Nav also requests that he brings us some form of nourishment because she's getting faint. Or they're getting faint. Aww. They're very small. Like, they're, they're wayfish. Right. Also was... seems to forget that food exists and that they need to eat. Look, they, they get focused on other things, don't you? Pete would have asked if anyone had any requests. So did anyone have requests? Uh, weirdly enough, Nav suggested uh, some, like, extremely spicy, like, death by jalapeno chips. All right. Pete would be gone for maybe a little bit too much time and then be like, all right, so uh, here's some M&Ms. Those are always important. And also some Gatorade that... You know, electrolytes are good, right? And uh, uh, Nav couldn't really find any, like, spicy chips, per se. I mean, there was some spicy chips, but they were, like, you know, retail spicy, not real spicy. So I got some regular chips, and I uh, know a guy that does some good hot sauce. So, uh, and he puts out, like, a relatively unmarked bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Nav... Immediately grabs a chip, opens the container, and takes a probably dangerous amount of, of hot sauce on the, the chip and then just shoves the whole thing in their mouth. Uh, oh, are, are you okay? Last time oh I ate that much, I was God. over the bathroom for, like, ow. It, is, does Nav, it does Nav react to this at all? Their eyes are watering, but otherwise they seem pretty, like, similarly stoic to usual. <laughs> if anything, they seem a little bit more chipper. What are you made of? Carbon. Your face is very red right now. Oh, it is extremely hot. Yeah, that that's the kind of part that's throwing us off. You're not really <laughs> acting like it's hot. Yeah, usually, like... I find the pleasant, the sensation generally quite pleasant. Or at least very intense, which is a similar sensation. Pete's gonna take a Gatorade and a small handful of chips, and it's like, well, I, uh... Huh. I'll give you plenty to think about with the murder board. Wow, you are the second best best person at handling their spice I know. Impressive. May I inquire who the first is? Oh, the acquaintance I had. uh, Met the guy in uh, Maryland. It's, like, nice enough guy. Saw him like, uh, he just was holding a bag of ghost peppers. Just kind (laughs) of snacked on the things. Said it made him think better, so... I don't know. Seems to be helping you. Maybe there's some trick to it. I wonder. Yes, I do find it invigorating. Pete, I need you to know that every little subplot in your life would be the most interesting thing that ever happened to another person. Really? I mean, I do write, but, uh, I don't know. That's the f- I tell people about these things. This is the first I've heard of it, uh, I think your lives are about to get significantly more interesting. They are, it already has been. Anyway, speaking of, murder wall, let's do this. And he's, he's going to take a, uh, take a chip, sprinkle a little bit of the hot sauce on it, 
like bite it gag horribly (laughs) (laughs) and then after a few minutes of like collecting himself and being just a bit of a crying mess he's going to (laughs) he's going to pick up the leaflets and just like wow you're you're right now i'm thinking better already God. It doesn't look like a good thinking face. That looks like a dear God kill me now face. <laughs> Nav has already gone through like two files and put pins up. Belle, who is not particularly good at like investigating sorts of things, is currently just sorting through the different pins and is just like color coding what they're going to put up for which person. <laughs> Colin, what are you doing? Cullen is going through the files and he is like marking out with pencil on the map where the pins should go based on where the disappearances occurred. Excellent squad. All right. uh, Pete will be pretty much doing the same thing that Nab's doing, if maybe a bit slower. Well, but occasionally also if he sees something particularly interesting, because he's like reading like the actual files and stuff and occasionally he will pull out his notebook and jot down some stuff but uh so with that in mind um would there be how do we want to do this do we want to just get like a cliff's notes of any particularly standout cases do we want to just is there a pattern in the like distribution is the first question i think Mm -hmm. okay so as you put up you get you get through the files takes you like an hour or two whatever and just like putting them on the board and I, there aren't that many per se but like there are well over a dozen in the last two months just people missing with no turn like there are other, there are also some other missing people in the city but most of those like a lot of them I want I don't want to say a lot there there are other missing persons cases but those were resolved like oh this person was murdered or oh this person was kidnapped and turned up later and they were rescued and everything's fine um but there are over a dozen cases in the last two weeks where no one knows where they went they just disappeared without a trace and they're scattered around toronto there for the most part there's no clear pattern to them uh, they they are not from any particular neighborhood except for two. There were two that were on like basically the same street a few blocks apart. Did they disappear in a similar time frame or was there like a space between those? T- like I know that they're all within the last couple of months, but like. And they did disappear within within a week of each other. Okay, that's a great place to start. That one's sus as fuck, let's go. Just so you know, Nav has all of the data like in an Excel spreadsheet on one of their laptops with like different like tags on all of it so that we can sort it by like neighborhood and date and like, I don't know, a couple other esoteric things that only make sense to Nav. (laughs) Which one of them like asparagus or some fucking crazy bullshit? I sorted them by eye color because that was information that's in most of the reports, but isn't really all that relevant. (laughs) There are a few, like, a couple other people that I think, like, these were pretty recent. The most recent one is, like, like four days ago, I think. And that's Luther Irwin, who he's listed as, like, being a professional musician. Um, pianist. He lives in a kind of upscale uh, neighborhood, and that's also where 
a missing teenager is missing from uh, that same kind of upscale neighborhood. Somewhere in New York. What? Oh, York is one of the slightly nicer neighborhoods in Toronto. Gotcha. So Luther Irwin is this like um, probably like 30s. I don't know his exact age. Let's say 33. Yeah, 33. Like 33 year old man. Um, and this other like 16 year old who disappeared from the same neighborhood uh, like three days earlier. And a couple others that stand out are. Blair Park. He's been missing for two months. He's the oldest one that, or he he has been missing the longest. Um, and then there was another person who, like, if you were to pull it out of a hat, been mis- missing about two weeks. Um, that would be uh, Danny Weir Espinosa. These are basically the people that I have prepared for you to follow the footprints of. So, like, you can go. You can look into any of these people and do your thing. Are either of these people the ones that disappeared within a week of each other, or...? Yeah, the the two in the nice neighborhood, the teenager and the pianist. Right, I see. Those were yeah. the two. Gotta be real careful with that word. I know, right? Hmm. All right, uh, let's start with the, uh, the two, the two folks right next to each other, huh? We're only going to be able to take the subway partially into this neighborhood since it's uh, relatively gated off, it seems. I also want to clarify that the estate does have uh, like company cars. You you are able to take on like when you are doing investigations like this, you have official work. You can take there. There are cars that you can take for this. If you want to split off or if you want to go together, let me know. Yeah, do we want to do we do we want to stick together on this, or do you think it'd be a good idea for us to kind of? We could go two at a time, maybe. I mean, inspector type people usually come in twos. And if we all showed up yeah. at once, it might be a bit pa- scary. Kind yeah. of partner off, yeah, a little less intimidating I for all four of us showing up. Actually, thinking about that, uh, Colin, you seem to be the person that knows the most about what's going on here. Uh, do we have like badges or anything? I don't know, usually if someone knocks on my door claiming to be a authority figure, I usually just think they're trying to sell me something and or steal my social security number unless, you know, proof to the contrary is presented. So I want to let you know uh, that you do, in fact, have badges. Uh, there are estate badges. They look official. They look they very look very much like kind of investigator or like cop badges of some kind. However, they don't actually have any authority. Yeah, but most people don't know that. But people don't necessarily know that if they don't necessarily look too hard. So you do have badges. You just got to doctor who that shit. Throw it real fast up in the air and like, put it back down before they really have time to think about the absurdity of whatever they just saw. Uh, Colin and Nav might also be aware that the estate does have psychic paper style estate badges but they are special and currently you don't know of any in the castle noma branch but you know that they that there are some like higher up agents who have access to that kind of badge in the seattle branch i don't think that would be terribly necessary for interrogating some civilians about missing people exactly we're kind of small potatoes around here so uh (laughs) 
If we're looking to split the group up into two smaller groups, I would recommend two of the more experienced agents... Or not... Sorry. I would recommend that one of the more experienced agents goes with each of the non-experienced agents. Sounds smart to me. I am curious... We talk in physical experience or experience with the estate? Experience with the estate. Yeah, then uh, um, I've, I'm, I'm one of the babies here then. All right. Uh, Colin, since you have the best idea of what you're doing, maybe walk Pete through things and I can have Nav walk me around. Sounds good. All right. Go team. Oh, wait. Uh, which, which ones are we? Yes, uh, we... As... It's Boy Squad and Nav and Bell. Yes. <laughs> and the the Amabs and the others. <laughs> Next indie boy band. Hmm. He's the non-binary one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, what's the oh it's Four Town. What the fuck? <laughs> Four Town isn't real, to be fair. Four Town is the, the fictional uh, boy band that is central to the plot of Pixar's Turning Red, which is also set in Toronto. Anyways, we're not actually talking about boy bands. We're going on a quest. If it's all the same to you guys, I kind of want to take the musician. I don't know. I don't have a great history with kids, even if I'm working with mothers of kids. I mean, if we meet the kid itself, that means we'd be doing a great job, but you, you get the idea. Okay. God damn it, Pete. <laughs> okay, so here's basically the, the people. There's the musician. The missing kid is in the same neighborhood. And then there is a missing accountant who's been, been gone for about two months. You know that Blair has a, has a roommate. They lived in an apartment. And then uh, Danny Weir Espinosa is married to a woman and they live in kind of not they they live in a house uh kind of a small like suburban question mark like yeah house i guess in toronto like a townhouse yeah so um yeah it's up to y'all who goes where let let just tell me where you're going (laughs) it would make sense if the boy group went to the two people in the same neighborhood just because you know gas gas is expensive is gas expensive in 2009 i don't remember it wasn't too bad back then like right after a recession oh no gas was probably really bad in 2009 guys yeah fuck yeah in that economy (laughs) in this economy but anyways val you have any specific other leads you'd like to follow if we're letting the guys take the teen and the musician. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to go after the one who was gone the longest, the Blair Park. All right. So we've got us going after the longest and them going after the newest. And we'll deal with the person in the middle later. Yeah, I feel like closing in on it from both ends is a good way to make sure we're kind of hitting the marks. Cool. Who wants to go first? Pete. All right. Let, let's boy do squad. It. Boy squad. Boy squad. Boy squad. Boy squad. Oh my god. Himbo's dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> Twinks assemble. 
I need to know if either of you are twinks before I do the drawing. That's important information. You know, that is that is very notable. I mean, Pete has like a might rating of seven. He is such a fucking twink. He's a tiny boy. So I guess Colin and is the second largest, and then Belle is the largest. <laughs> Belle is the herbo who uh, d- just kind of stands intimidatingly behind the group with cookies. Nav, didn't you just describe? Didn't you just describe Nav as as wayfish? Nav is tiny. Yes, Nav is like five foot nothing, and like, or not five foot nothing. They're like five five and like innocuously small. They look gangly despite being too short for that term to make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Twig-like. Yes. Like a department store marionette brought to life. Not literally, just so you know, everybody asking about the backstory. <laughs> They're not that. That's too scary. Oh, it's not just Pinocchio? <laughs> it's not that kind of Pinocchio. It's not, <laughs> it's not fucking, oh god, what's Mannequin with what's-his-nuts- the guy who's in the movie Mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Never seen it or heard of it. I just love the way that you said that. Mannequin is a movie... Again, I've also never seen it, so don't take my (laughs) word too hard on it. Mannequin is a movie about a, a, like, department store mannequin who comes to life and I think falls in love with some dude. I think so. I also have not seen it. It's like a Pygmalion, but with a mannequin. See, I'm just thinking about Dolores. (laughs) And now I'm thinking of that episode of Doctor Who with all of the mannequins. That was the first place my th- brain went. That's the first episode of New Who, in fact. Yeah, the CG, and it's beautifully terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad. We talk about Doctor Who too much on this show. Okay. I think this is the first time. <laughs> oh, no, we did a bunch this episode, though. You mentioned Psychic Paper. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Doctor Who. Flashes back to the talking about Doctor Who 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yes, keep that. Uh, boys, assemble. Yes. Go forth, ye twinks. So, I guess, uh, did this... So obviously we can't talk to the guy on account of his not being here. Uh, he does have a wife. Important detail that I forgot. Like, there, there are parents to talk to about the missing teen, and uh, there is a wife to talk to about the missing musician. Okay, Pete. So the first thing that you got to remember when you're interrogating is you don't want to push too hard, okay? You want to get the person comfortable and let them tell you what they want to tell you. Right, so don't be mean about her missing husband. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, I, I think I'm good. Yep, good instincts. All right, let's do this. He will knock politely. It's a pretty nice house, not a mansion per se, but it's like a it's a, like a big, nice looking house. They, this place they have money here. After after a little while, uh, maybe like you probably ring a doorbell after knocking, and a woman comes to the door. She's got a kind of like half. She's got an undercut on one side, but it. Also, but she's got it flopped over so that it looks more like a bob. Um, and she opens the door and kind of, she doesn't open it all the way, but she opens it enough to see you and says, hello, C- can I help you? Uh, being the junior of the group, like, 
Oh no, Will is dying. Being the junior of the group, he dies. Yeah, it just explodes on the spot. Um, <laughs> there's blood if that everywhere. Was to be in character for a second, where he just immediately coughs at the people. Pete kind of just looks at Colin expectantly. Hello, ma'am. Uh, we are here to uh, ask you some questions about your husband. We're oh. uh, private investigators for working for. He'll, like, quickly try and flash his badge. Uh, we're working for a uh, organization that's been ex- studying a number of disappearances around the neighborhood. have been alarmingly high these last few couple months. I'm we're sorry to bother, and we know that this is will be a difficult subject, but if there's anything you could tell us on the matter, we'd be incredibly grateful. Do, do I need a roll, or... I will I want you to roll specifically for basically like how legit do you seem? Because this is kind of true. It's basically how suspicious is she gonna be for this. So uh make a let's say a th- level three, like social check relating to is this deceit or is this persuasion? That's persuasion. If you have any kind of skills that are relevant, oh, I do to have it. a proficiency in persuasion. What does that do for me again? Yeah, I, I will, I will let you for this, because it's kind of true. It's basically true. There's just some holes here. Yeah, go ahead and make a roll. It will reduce the difficulty by one, so it'll be a level two check. You have to beat a six on a d twenty. Eleven, easy, plenty. <laughs> Colin gives you a thumbs up. She she lets out a breath. Finally, fine. I police haven't been able to find anyone. And come in, come in. Thank you. Uh, what what do you need to know? Uh, do you want tea? I you walk into this house. Um, nice wood floors. Nice like um, there are like posters everywhere of um, different like musical artists and there's some just like paintings on the walls. I think if you walk into the living room, you can see on the wall there's like a there's a poster of Luther and this woman. And she and in the in the poster she looks like a cellist and they they're kind of posed dramatically in a very classical way. Uh and you know from the file that this woman's name is Penny. Uh I think we'll we'll be good. Uh, if do anything you need to get comfortable, we just have a few questions, few questions to ask you, and uh, whenever whenever you're ready. I uh, I'm ready now. I go ahead and ask. Go ahead and ask. I she's are are you are you also looking into Isa's case? Oh, uh, well, I guess. That was one of the questions I was going to just let me flip out his notebook. I'm just going to skip ahead. I was going to get to that one. You uh, know, Isa? Uh, yeah. Uh, Isa, or sorry, um, Isaac. She almost, she doesn't spit the the name out, but it's almost a little bit distasteful um, saying Isaac. Yeah, Luther was his um piano teacher and he disappeared like a week ago and i and then 
Luther disappeared, and I don't know what to do about that. I, and Isa's parents have been very tight-lipped. I don't even... <laughs> they haven't talked to me since, and... Sorry. Ask your questions. I'm rambling. No, no. This is... Thank you very much for this information. He's, he is... Uh, will be firmly writing all of this down in his notebook. And uh, a few... Like, you know, very loud scribbling noises, a couple underlines. Uh, okay, so music teacher. So, um, do you know, I assume you weren't with him when he disappeared. Do you, do you know where he went? Oh, God. <laughs> Colin, help him. This was after the pause. Uh, he probably did not read that this is her collecting her, herself. <laughs> He's new to this. <laughs> when is the last time you saw your husband? Last time I saw him was about four days ago. Um, Luther... Honestly, I think Luther went out looking for Isa. And... I, it's kind of... It's unlike him to just disappear without telling me where he's going. But we were both worried sick, and... He didn't say anything at all about where he was going? I think he was going to ask some of his... some of Isa's new friends. Uh, new you, friends? You'd, you'd probably... F <laughs> yeah, I... Isa doesn't have a lot of friends, and... I mean, he's not in school. He's homeschooled, right? Where uh, Luther was his piano teacher. His parents wanted him to be a really... Wanted him to be a pianist. And he's really good, to be clear. And... Um, but, well, I, I don't want to... I, I don't want to be mean about them. I think Isa had been hanging out with some people that she'd met down at, I mean, he'd met down at the rat. Uh, I don't know if she was still going, if he was going back there. I care about him. What is the rat? Uh, it's the vinyl rat. It's a record shop. Um, Isa's parents are a bit strict and only want us teaching Isa classical music and their definition of classical is very strict and personally I'm a little bit I, I like to branch out and Luther does too but Isa's been going through some things and we just wanted them to be able to like me see something else see some other music it's a great record shop and, you know, people hang out there, musicians. Um, I heard that she'd made some friends. He'd made some friends there. Did Luther go to this place a lot, too? We've, we've gone a few times together. Picked up some records. I don't know if it's say a lot, a lot, but... Yeah, I mean, we'd also go to Vortex Records. We'd go to... It's a record shop. There, there are a lot around the city, um, even in gigs, you know. 
Um, they have a stage there, though, at the vi- at the Rat. Oh, well, that's uh, that's lovely. But I suppose beside the point. Uh, was there anything else that happened out of the ordinary at all with either Isa or Luther? Anything beyond Isa having met some new friends at this record shop? I understand that you know, Luther was only his teacher, wouldn't have known everything going on about him, but um, just anything come to mind as odd b- before or even after Isa's disappearance, really? I mean... To be honest, I wouldn't blame Isa for just running away. But Luther running away, I mean, we we have gigs coming up and we have a great, things are great here. Uh, We have a lot of fun. We're just worried about Isa and now Luther's gone and I'm worried that both of them are, I don't know what happened. I, I mean... I don't know. I, Isa's a good kid, and odd. I mean, they're having a tough time with identity and family things. Sounds like their parents are uh, maybe a bit of a bit much. She looks off to the side and is kind of just. Blows a raspberry. So, uh, your, uh, husband, Luther, after Isa went missing, I understand you were both worried, because of course you were, but, uh, did anything, did they, uh, did he, was he, uh, do anything before running off? Was he, like, making calls, or doing, did he go out searching prior, or did he just disappear? Okay, admittedly, I was not around at the time. I was out of town on a solo gig. Uh, I was playing with the... You probably wouldn't have heard of them, but I I was playing with the Red Ferrets in Kitchener. Honestly, I wasn't the most, you know, close by with my phone, and I came back, he was gone, and I don't know... I just know that he had been going out of his mind about Isa, and I I was too, but what can I do? Did he, did, did he take a vehicle uh, of any kind, or was he just gone? Fair point. Uh, Actually, that's been missing too. So we have two vehicles. We've got our, like, gig vehicle with... It's kind of a van you can put a lot of stuff in. Um, and then we have a more personal vehicle getting around. That was missing. I don't know if it, I haven't heard about it turning up yet. Could you give us a make and model of your um, your getting around car? It's a blue Prius 2008. You can, I, here's, I'll write down the the license number. Yes, thank you. That'll be very helpful. Here you go. Here's the license number. Fuck coming up with that. <laughs> You'll know it if you see it. I don't know how Canadian license numbers actually work. They're different from the states. Uh, it's 
God, what is it? <laughs> this is like three letters and three numbers. Yes, three letters, three numbers. Our actually, I'm not going to share our license plate on air. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Here's how to dox us. T H Q sixty nine six. It's P O T four twenty. No, it's not their fucking. There aren't O's. Just to be clear, there's not O's and there's not I's because they look like ones and they look like zeros. I don't think there are Q's either, actually, because that would be hard to print. Anyways, do you have more questions for this sad lady? <laughs> She's sad, you guys. Um, what else is relevant? Uh, do you have any security cameras in your uh, outside your house? I mean, I assume the police would have checked that, but there, there's one. On the front door, it's kind of it, though. There's nothing on it. And you can check it if you want, but... I'm sure that if there was something there, the police would have at least brought it up. Uh, well, um, I think for the time being, this has been plenty. Uh, thank you very much for your time. We're, we'll get to the bottom of uh, everything that is happening, but... For the time being, uh, we've got a few more leads and such to look into, but thank you again, Miss... He doesn't know what he's doing. Thank you very much for your time, ma'am. If we come up with any uh, information about the whereabouts of your husband, we will be sure to let you know as soon as we can. I really hope you find him in one piece. And on that fun note... (laughs) Uh, Do we want to cut over to the other crew? That seems wise to me. Let's go. Uh, So we are looking into the first person who disappeared. Blair Park. Blair Park. Is that... Uh, uh, dude, a lady, or other? It is a dude. Dude, Blair Park, and we are talking to who? His roommate is Homer Robson. Homer Robson? (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Homer Robson. You pull up onto basically an apartment building. It looks fine. Looks like an apartment building. It's not... It's not in, like, disrepair. It's a thoroughly middle-of-the-road apartment building. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there a buzzer system on the front? Uh, would there need to be? Can you? Can people just get into apartments? Apartment buildings, I should say? Generally speaking, no. Okay. Anything that's newer will have some kind of a buzzer system though usually with like a list of names on the front okay yeah you uh there's the buzzer system uh you can see the uh route you find the buzzer with uh their names on it homer and blair all righty uh yeah we hit the button um after a few moments um Hello? Hello. My name is Nav, and I'm here with my compatriot, Belle. We are investigating the disappearance of Blair. We believe you are his roommate. Oh, uh, 
feds yeah uh f- fuck um give me like t- five t- give, give, give me like five minutes uh i'll i'll buzz you in but yeah okay it's no problem sir take your time um door opens for you you can head on upstairs it's like a few floors up i don't know I, I don't know how many floors is a reasonable number of floors six <laughs> we're on the sixth floor in the ninth room yeah oh my god <laughs> sixth floor ninth room <laughs> whatever this, uh, strike again <laughs> this fucking podcast <laughs> nice y'all are so much funnier than i am i just provide i just Shut provide serious up. things to happen and then y'all are just like 69 <laughs> <laughs> a true hallmark of comedy <laughs> alright uh, we will go up and knock on the door okay just a minute and there's some knocking around and then after about another minute Nav, Nav keeps an eye on the watch and knocks at 60 seconds amazing okay okay do, okay, do, let, okay Nav chill he chill opens out. the door hello are you ho- Homer sees the two of you, uh, leans against the door frame in a very uncool but attempting to be cool way. <laughs> Sup? No. Um, yet he puts his arm down, stands back up, uh, realizing that he was incredibly awkward. Uh, he's kind of on the nerdier side. On a scale from Bell to Nav, how much of a total dweeb is this person? <laughs> uh, very much on the on a scale from where Nav is a one and Belle is a 10, like a three. Oh boy. Okay. Belle is a 10, but she'll bench press you for fun. Yeah. So he's a Pete. <laughs> he's a Pete. He is a Pete. He is a Pete. He, uh, he, although you can also tell that he has a little bit of muscle tone. He's not like, he is scrawny, but he's a bit, he, he, he looks not, he doesn't look unathletic. He's, he's fit, but very wiry. <sighs> Does it look like I could snap him over my knee in one go? Yeah, and a, definitely a dweeb, but yeah. Homer, correct? Uh, yes. Just please call me Holmes. Homer's my dad's name, and you know. All right, Mr. Holmes, do you mind if we... Even worse out loud. <laughs> uh, I missed all of that because I was laughing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't realize until I said it out loud what I said. I'm sorry. That was incredible. I set it up, and yet it was funnier than I realized. Mr. Holmes. Mr. Holmes. Thank you for taking the bait. The game is afoot. (laughs) The game's been afoot. We've been playing. I'm trying. Mr. Holmes, may we uh, speak to you about your roommate? Yeah, yeah, Come in. Um, been been a while since anyone's asked about him. Who? Uh, what are what are your names again? My name is uh, Belle Wilson, and I am Nav. Okay, Belle Nav. Cool. Uh, you walk into an apartment that is both sparse but also has like. I, I think you can see thrown like there's a sheet thrown over something that is suspiciously bong shaped on display. There are some black light posters. 
Are they that level of stoner? <laughs> I, um, well, there. I think there are some blacklight posters, whatever that means. Nice. Rad. Um, but you also see like there's a Firefly poster, like the um the show. There's some like old West movie posters. There's also a there's also like a sword up on the wall, like a medieval longsword. Rad. All right. So, what's uh, Mr. Holmes? When was the last time you spoke to your roommate? Dude, I don't know. Like um, two months ago, something like that. Maybe three. Do you remember the last time you saw them? I mean, oh, gotta think back on that. I think I was just getting back from a tournament and he was raving about was he raving about i don't i I don't remember it's but he was raving about a lot of things he was really into the medieval shit uh did he have a certain pattern that he'd follow through the day a job that he'd go to I mean, okay, that's fair. I mean, we, we're we both accountants at the same firm, uh, Fermenting, Fermington and Brothers, if you've ever heard of it. I mean, it's it's fine. It's nothing flashy. But, you know, he's always going to, like, LARP events and, like, he, he was really big into the medieval stuff. Um, he He's actually got a suit of armor, although it's not really set up anymore. I've been it's been a really long time and I've been boxing some of his stuff down because I got to pay rent and I need a roommate. I just, you know, but if you want to check any of it out, you can. He'd go to concerts sometimes, you know, uh, I do too. Although we kind of went to different ones. I'm more of a country guy, you know, but uh, Blair, he was kind of a, he was a bit more on the lake. I don't even know what you call it, like medieval funk or like, you know, you know, like where it's like, what (laughs) did you say stoned? No, this guy's fun. I just, I like him. I mean, I'm pretty sure this guy is stoned, but. Oh, he absolutely is stoned, but you know, that's like. Not something Nav is picking up on, by the way. No idea. Yeah. Yes, I believe taking a look through some of his belongings may be beneficial to our investigation. Are there any potential enemies that they may have had? Enemy? Enemies, man. I I guess if you talk, like, look into his LARP rivals, but, like, I'm pretty sure that's all fun and games. Like, he, he's he got some... There's someone that he, like, really went hard. I've seen some of his fights. He would do those that, like... He'd dress up in like full. He 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 he. I mean, he'd sometimes do showings then at like medieval times. Uh, I've seen some of his fights. He's really good. He can't keep up with me in paintball, but he was. I do not want to touch him with a sword. Uh, you know, they'd go really at it, but I'm I'm pretty sure they were all friends. You know. Yes, and one more question: What is LARP? Uh, live action role play. It's it's like. Uh, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons stuff, but you like, you actually hit each other. Usually, it's with foam, but you know, medieval times they do things a little different. They, I, I guess, 
I think they call it HEMA when it's like the martial arts stuff. I think he was better at the choreography than the actual, you know, fight fighting, but that was what the LARPing was for. It's been a while. Nav's been taking pretty thorough notes on all of this. Um, and Do you remember anything distinctive about the day that Blair uh, went missing? Uh, any time frame, morning or evening, you seem at work that day? You know, huh. Yeah, but I th- I think it was evening. He, I think he went to a concert that night. Although, I mean, granted, he'd be in and out. Like, sometimes he'd be gone for days at a time and then show up. He'd still get his stuff in on time, the accounting. His num- like, it all lined up, but he would disappear for a few days at a time sometimes. And so it's not necessarily the most surprising. I didn't think of any anything of it for a while. Like a week, honestly. Do you have any idea what this uh, concert that he would have been attending was? Oh man, I yeah, I, I'll I'll show you his stuff. I, I think he went to a bunch of them around. Uh, there was, um, but I I think the one. Let's see. He starts digging through uh, one of the boxes. Uh, pulls up, I don't know, a calendar. And there's like something big circled. Oh yeah, so uh, it was one of those Radigan concerts. Uh, Radigan Stripes. He owns he owns a, a record shop, I think. What's it called? Uh, it's like the the vinyl rat or something. I was going to take some pictures of the uh, of the calendar and uh, and some other stuff just around the sword. Uh, the other room also has more like swords. So he he took you into Blair's room and it's like a bunch of swords. There's like a suit of armor that's like been boxed into some boxes. Nav takes a series of photographs of things and also, you know, rifles through the boxes a little bit. Uh, you find a box full of records and a record player. Belle, are these some kind of data discs? <laughs> they're, they're vinyl. It's form of, you know, music storage. A historic MP3, I understand. Uh, close enough, yeah. Friend's weird. Exceedingly, but, uh, that's kind of our specialty. To be clear, you were roommating with somebody who has multiple medieval weapons. I don't know if strange is something that wouldn't qualify for them as well. It's not fucking weird. It was a spe- it was an interest. Hey, weird is perfectly fine, my man. Not showing you my room. Was not requesting it. <laughs> All right. Nav also uh, gives gives them like a business card with one of their like multiple cell phone numbers on it, and uh, says, "If you happen to hear anything from Blair or from anyone related to Blair in other significant ways besides the roommate status, please let us know, and we will attempt to include this in our investigation." I mean, yeah, I hope you find him, but I been like two months, isn't it? In all those crime shows, isn't it like if you go missing for like missing for like three days, aren't you like probably gone for good? 
hope not. I hope you find him, but I'm trying not to. It usually only applies to murders, which we are not ruling out or ruling in at this moment. Oh, okay. We are simply diving deeper into the investigation and trying to make some progress here. Thank you for your cooperation, Mr. Holmes. Sure. Anything for some pretty people. (laughs) Okay. Okay, the edible just kicked in. We should leave him. (laughs) Thank you again, though. You have a good rest of your day. See ya. All right. We have gotten some information. Should we... Figure it's time to regroup with the others. Should we have one more quick scene where the boys talk to uh, the teen's parents and then... Because they were already in that neighborhood, it seems like logical to wrap that up and then do the share information and then we can, you know, yeah. go to the secondary locations next time. Okay. If I'm in a place, I never want to go to another place. <laughs> and you do have one more person if you want to investigate them, uh, but that's up to you. I think we've got leads <laughs> to follow. Oh, yeah. Boys. Go talk to some grieving parents. <laughs> we got the fun stoner. You're getting the really sad people. Congrats, yeah. the sad wife, the uh, the sad wife, and the sounds like kind of shitty parents. It's probably good because Nav probably cannot cope with that kind of a situation terribly effectively. I get the sense that these parents might be bigots. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the the constant fluctuating of gender here. Not an incident of uh. Forgetting your own character setups, I'm guessing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, when I fuck up Nav's program for, uh, pronouns, that is me fucking up and forgetting my own character's details. All Lexi right. is more competent than me. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. We're here to sell cookies. Uh, I think a ver- someone who is very clearly a butler opens the door this is very much a mansion this is a oh no they have help yeah (laughs) hello how may i help you um hello we're here to speak to isaac's parents about his disappearance i take it you are with the police We are an independent party uh, investigating a series of disappearances around the city. Uh, You can see my credentials right here, and I'll flash the badge. Um, Go ahead and make a roll. I don't know exactly what kind of roll this is. If you have a skill that might apply here, it might indeed apply. But I know you also have an inability relating to this because you're a weirdo. Uh, I am trained in social interactions that are not coercive. Okay. So I think that cancels out the inability you get from your descriptor regarding persuasiveness. So it's just, so I'm going to set him at a three. It would go up to a four. It would go back down to a three. You gotta beat a 12 unless you want to wait three nine unless you want to expend extra effort well i rolled a two so 
Whoa. Oh, boy. I don't think any health is going to move the needle on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. At least it's not a one. Independent, you say. That's That's odd, considering that any disappearances that may or may not have happened in this neighborhood have not been publicized. Only the police would have access to that information or someone who... Hmm, interesting. Well, if you're not with the police... Well, it is not my decision to make, I don't think. Uh, We are working on behalf of Mrs. Irwin, looking into her husband's disappearance, and uh, we had been made aware that uh, Isaac's disappearance might be related. Ah. You may wait in the foyer. God, they have a foyer. I already hate them. Foyer, please. The only foyer I've ever had fun in was the one in Chibi Robo, and that's because there's a bunch of potatoes guarding it. Anyway, yeah, but no, you walk, you step into this house, and I said that any house can kind of have a foyer. Do you just call it that if it has an entryway? This is a foyer. This is like, this is some rich people bullshit. There's um, some mirrors. There's some very expensive lamps and... Um, I think there's a case of, like, piano awards from, like, recitals and shit, like, prominently displayed in this foyer. And I think the, after a little bit, a woman uh, in a, one could call it elegant, but you could also call it a bit garish and, like, trying too hard clothing comes down some uh, like a big big like open stairway and you're led uh, the butler leads you into a big stupid open like um, living room with a big fucking chandelier and there's no colors allowed in this entire place I'm just guessing it's all fucking stark white and modernist and bullshit it's all very it's all very yellow actually it's very beige Ew. and yellow um, that's even worse. The lights are have a very like golden hue. There's a uh, basically there's a lot of like golden colors in like the objects. They probably aren't actually gold, but they are shiny and give that impression. Although some of them might be actual gold. How dare you appropriate crow culture? <laughs> Hello, I am Barbara Nyson. Who might you be? More like Barbara Bitchson. Uh, all right. Got him. Peter is gonna turn on full retail mode. It is a. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. What was her last name again? Nyson. It is a pleasure to meet you, Miss Nyson. My name is Peter Bardwell. I am a representative of an organization that is that is investigating a series of disappearances. We uh, heard about the tragic news with your son. And if it is at all possible, we would like to ask you a few questions about the circumstances of um, their disappearance. Would this be okay? Go ahead and make a roll. It's going to be level four task. Uh, if you have anything that makes it easier to do, apply uh, that I now. Can I use persuasion again? And yep. Also, could I spend effort? How would yeah. that work again? Uh, you spend three points from your, from your intellect pool. Uh, if you have edge... 
which I believe you do, you reduced the cost by that amount. Nice. So I think it comes out to like two or something. Yeah. Because uh, you have one edge. So does that let me reduce it by to two? Or? So it, it comes down to a total of two. You only have to beat a six. Okay. Fifteen. Wow. I would have been the original of that role. Hell yeah. Um, she, you can tell from looking at, like, she's sizing you up and questioning. There, there's clearly a question in her eyes. And then she kind of deflates a bit. Very well. Our son has gone missing, as you know, as you undoubtedly know. So please answer, ask your questions and I will do my best to answer them. Well, thank you so much for your time. So, um, he will once again take out his note. here. once again take out his notepad, flip through a uh, few pages, and... Did you... I suppose we'll start with the uh, Bukersvies. Did, did you notice anything strange before his disappearance? And did you know where he was going on the night he disappeared? Isaac is the picture-perfect son. He has never acted out. He, he is going to be a well-known classist pianist. And I don't particularly appreciate the implication that he, he might have gone off somewhere. If anything, he was probably stolen by that Penny woman. Penny... And Penny, this this is Luther's wife, correct? Yes, Luther Irwin, beautiful pianist. Sorry, uh, did he will let? We can absolutely roll with him asking that in character. That's this was uh, out of mm. character. Did did we ever get her name? Yeah, it was Penny. Okay, cool. Yes, uh, we uh, Luther is also on this list. Actually, I'm not. What? No, 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 no. Luther's on the... Luther's missing? Disappeared a week after um, your son did. Was, from what we could tell from a brief round of questioning with Penny, that uh, he was looking for him, was worried, and went out to look for your son, and never came back. We... This is... is, I did not mean to insinuate anything about your parenting my sincerest apologies i just wondered if you may potentially have known anything about a place that they might have been perhaps where they uh, went for their studies now isaac he spends he we homeschool him uh tutors the best tutors of course he doesn't there are plenty of places in the house to study did your son have any friends, people that he would uh, spend time with outside of the house? There, There's a look that crosses her face. Only those that we approved. You can tell that she is kind of lying, holding something back here. Any information that you could give us could go a long way in helping find your son. I'm sure that you... Only that you, as a caring mother, you do your, be- your best to make sure he is only is only has the most upstanding of company. But if there are any 
noteworthy uh, persons that might have stood out to you for any reason, um, any and all information would be incredibly helpful. Well, he... All right, he... Admittedly, he is a growing boy, and sometimes growing boys go out unsupervised, and may have been noticed with some ruffians. You know the sort, the kinds with purple hair and and piercings, and listen to punk music. Oh, oh no, they have blue hair and pronouns. Pete is like still got like. A very polite smile, but, like, if you looked at him very close, you could maybe see a slight twitch here. I'm see, I'm getting very uh, customer service vibes there, with it's uh, <laughs> one of those expressions that any person who'd worked customer service would be aware was gritting their teeth, but rich people just don't because they don't experience displeasure in that way. But, of course, I'm very sorry to hear that your son ran into such characters. It can be such a... This period of development can be such a trying time. Um, Do you know where they uh, came from? Was there a place they frequented? We may need to take them in for questioning as well, if you believe them to be a suspect. They were far beneath my notice. (laughs) I, I never saw them myself, other than some pictures. I expect they come from wherever ruffians like that come from, with their loud, so-called music. <sighs> the only true music is comes from the masters like Beethoven and Mozart. How does she feel about Tchaikovsky? If someone asks... As much as, like, Will, the music nerd, would like to, Pete the, would not know... <laughs> You know, Mozart was considered quite a radical in his time. Well, you need to understand that there are multiple Mozarts. The Mozart who truly understood architecture and music. It's joyful. Joyful. Truly joyful. Um, if, If you want to talk about a true radical, you'd be looking at Vivaldi or Tchaikovsky. Uh, it's hard to stay in character right now. <laughs> it is so difficult, and I'm not even there. I work in a symphony now, so this is just, like, work flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> you need to understand that the true masters come from the classics, the classical period, the classical era. Don't talk to me about romance, the romantics. <sighs> I'm sure her husband appreciates that, too. This is the kind of fucker who reads lit and goes, Oh, you thought Homer was original? (laughs) (laughs) Pete is nodding very politely. (laughs) I bet she was so excited about that new chapter of the Epic of Gilgamesh that they just found. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't found it yet. It's 2009. Well, I'm not going to uh, litigate your discerning tastes, ma'am. Thank you. May I uh, assume that Luther would commute to yours for his lessons, and or did your son travel to his house? Why, of course we'd bring in only the best. Perfectly understandable, and and I suppose following up from some existing leads, does the vinyl rat mean 
anything to you? (laughs) Sounds like a place for uncultured people. Never heard of such a place. I see. Well, I sincerely doubt Isaac would have been found there, but I will grant my chaperones have not always had the most perfect eye on him. I see. So, on the day he was uh, stolen, as you said, uh, do you know what he was up to? Who was perhaps in his care? Was there, is there a chaperone or maid we could talk to? He was alright at home. And then he wasn't. I... It it pains me to say this, but... Dare say I think he may have snuck out. Hmm. Children can be so unpredictable. Yes, quite. I'm, I'm glad you understand my pain. Pete will, like, glance at Colin just to, like, verbal, are we done sort of thing. Because... I can't think of any more questions. This lady seems clearly unbelievably checked out of her son's life. Um, I suppose just to make sure that we are doing the best job we possibly can, is there any... When you are not... uh, When you are doubtless busy with your um, very important matters, is there a usual... Is there a usual employee that looks... That looks after your son, or is it... There's something of a... A few rotating through, but I've already fired all of them, just, and they will probably not be resurfacing anytime soon. Oh god, did she kill them? <laughs> Pete thinks, but does not say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Colin gives a, like, wide-eyed glance over at, uh, at Pete, like, this lady's crazy. <laughs> Well, uh, that is understandable, and uh, but thank you for letting us know. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. We will um, we'll be sure to update you with any information that we find, and the information that you have provided will be doubtless of in- of great use to us. Um, we hope to return your son safe and sound to you as soon as possible. Have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you. Now, please, get out there and find my son. We have every intention to do so, ma'am. Pete will do a slightly awkward little bow and then leave. <laughs> she sniffs in her nose in the air and walks off. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, some people built different. This fucking bitch built to be hated. <laughs> <laughs> the moment that uh, Pete and Colin are out of earshot from anyone that could possibly work for her. Shoot, should have asked for the maid's names. We could have scrubbed them off the missing person list. I, uh, hope they're okay. Do you think she killed them? (laughs) Well, I imagine she was just implying that she got them blacklisted. Oh, oh, I, oh, that's... You know, rich people. Right, yeah. That's never fun. I'm still not sure if I could... Fine work in Kentucky, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not sure I could find work in Kentucky. Sounds like a very good country song. <laughs> you know, you know that, that, that is true. That sounds like a pretty good one. Pete, we are definitely going to have to go grab some drinks after this case, because you clearly have a lot of stories to tell. 
Well, I certainly have those to spare. And anyway, it's... Well, not sure she gave us much information. Other than some promising leads, I've been trying to write a shitty parent for a while, I mean, but my family's kind of great. This was, this was pretty good first-hand experience, but, uh, in terms of the case... <laughs> <laughs> Nav texts Colin. I assume I have Colin's number. Y'all got walkie-talkies. Oh, right, we have walkie-talkies. Y'all literally bought walkie-talkies and chocolate. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we did. The long range. I forgot. I, I pull out the walkie-talkie. Radio Shack. Yo. <laughs> Agent Nav from the estate contacting Agents Colin and Pete. Over. This is Agent Pete. Over. We have acquired the intel uh, requesting a rendezvous. Did I do that right? Over. Wait, no, over. Yes, over. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm still not used to this. It's so cool. No. <laughs> no, just Nav. Hey, you, you, you've been here for a bit. What's a good bar around here? Wait, fuck, why am I asking you? Colin, what's a good bar around here? Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we could always head over to the uh, Drunken Badger. That sounds absolutely sick. Uh, let's uh, rendezvous at the Drunken Badger then. Over. <laughs> Also, I will remind you all that uh, my code name is Cuttlefish. Well, Cuttlefish, you you are forgetting a very important part of procedure. Over. <laughs> you are correct. I am over. Brawler to Cuttlefish, you're going to want to fucking remember to say over, over. Cuttlefish to Brawler, affirmative, over. <laughs> Does everybody have code names now? Did I forget to get? Uh, a- I just made this shit up on the spot. <laughs> this is Eagle Two, over. Oh, wait. <laughs> right, let's rendezvous at the Drunken Badger at 1900 hours Eastern Time. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Excuse me. Why are you in a different time zone? Over Eagle Two. Over what? <laughs> Also, 1900 is 7 p.m. Why would we wait that long? We're going right now. <laughs> it, it is fucking noon, my man. <laughs> I just thought it would be cool over. It's not noon. We're not going to a bar at noon. We took some time to talk to people. <laughs> All right. We'll see you at the bar. Over. I expect it's closer to like three, which is still pretty early for a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We gotta sit down and talk about this shit somewhere. Might as well do it with a brewski. It'll probably be quiet if it's three o'clock, though. It's five o'clock Eastern time, over. Oh, wait. Is that how time? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's five o'clock somewhere, boys! February 26th, 2009, Admin Log 1. It has been brought to my attention that Spiral Dust has made an appearance here in Toronto coupled with a number of disappearances. An investigation has been launched to track down the supplier and the missing folk, though I fear the agents in charge may be disappointed. Unfortunately, I place their chances of finding the missing folk at slim to none, given Dust's unpredictable destination points. It is surprising, however, that none of my eyes in the city have noted the telltale violet stains of Dust users. Is this dust different in some way from the last batch? Or is someone taking pains to hide its users? I have faith that the investigators, fresh as they may be, will uncover the truth. 
the custodian has taken interest. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceweavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.